Here we go. All right, we're in the study of the seed of God, and uh, we've been here for some time. We'll probably continue here for some time, and tonight we're going to look at the people. Why did Israel, the question I'll ask one second here, is why did Israel walk through the wilderness to Canaan? Okay. That's a question. And, you know, you can go on the internet, you can study that in your Bible. I think they could have made an 11-day journey, but they wound up uh, 40 years uh, in the process. Why was that? And we can say, well, they didn't have faith. They didn't believe God. And, and all this stuff is, is true to a point, partially true. Okay. I always I'll say it this way, it's true to a point. There's a working of God that has to happen. That's beyond you and I, beyond our ability. It's it's like you and I believe into Christ. We receive him. And I like to believe when we receive him, we receive him. We receive what he is, all he is. But we don't know all he is. So as we start this in, in, the, in the heart of man, when, when someone turns to the Lord, they know there's a better place. Okay. So, so your doctrine at a basic level is a better place. There's a better place over there is a basic teaching in Christianity. And as you mature, you, you come to understand the better place is, is actually the person of Christ. But the, but the truth that comes into the heart, I believe it's from the truth of Christ that you come to the realization, or, or maybe it's just partially your own natural nature, that you know there's a better place. It's just understanding what the better place is. So, so when, you, when we're in Christianity, a lot of times we're critical of people. We're critical of other believers that have believed in the Lord. And they sincerely believed in the Lord. They sincerely give their heart to the Lord. And they sincerely believe there's a better place. And what that is, is Christ. And so, so when you start off with the seed of God and the seed of God in the Old Testament, and going back into Israel is my son, my firstborn. Let's let's go back into some scripture and start establishing some scripture here. So Exodus 4.21 says, And Jehovah said unto Moses, When thou goest back into Egypt, see that thou do before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in thy hand, but I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith Jehovah, Israel is my son, 
my firstborn. And I have said unto thee, let my son go that he may serve me. And thou hast refused to let him go. Behold, I will slay thy son, thy firstborn. So God establishes in Israel a relationship of father and son. He proclaims it. Okay. Well, then why didn't they just live like sons of God? God said they're his son. So why didn't they just walk out and begin to be sons of God? <laughs> Good question, right? This is, this is uh, I believe God always sees the end product, the completion, okay? Because it, it, at least in my belief, I believe he's looking at himself. When he's looking at Christ, he's looking at himself. And so he's looking at an end product, a completion, what he's after. I believe that Brother, Brother James Register a few weeks ago preached on the the beginning when God created man in his image and his likeness of how that was a progressive creation that not just in the beginning when he created the Adamic man but in the in the foreknowledge of God it was creating man in Christ there was this this continual creation of God that was going to come forth in Christ and that God was that had been established in his heart and he's going to work it in, in, into the earth. Well, this is why the question I ask, why did Israel have to go through the wilderness to come into the land of Canaan and all this pro progression take place up into the kingdom? Because the work had to be worked into the earth. It had to be manifest into the earth. Had to be. For them to walk in it. So it couldn't just, it didn't just happen. Now, God could have said, you know, by his sovereignty and power, it's going to happen. And it happened. But that's not the way he works. Or not the way he's worked with us and create, you, you know, as, as, as a people of God. He worked it in Christ. So, so the, the relationship we have with God, when you look at Israel coming to the place that God had prepared, and I said Brother Jimmy was, was kind of st still in my scripture the other night, and I'm going I'm to read it because this was what the Lord was really dealing in my heart as well as Exodus 15. You will bring them in, Exodus 15, 17, let you get there. You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Lord, you made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, Lord, your hands established. Okay? So we have God bringing them in and planting them into the mountain. Of course, Brother Jimmy dealt with the mountain the other night, Mount Zion. And then turn back to Exodus 6, Exodus 6, verses 5 through 8. And Exodus 6, verse 5 says, 
And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I remembered my covenant. Wherefore, I say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of the bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments, and take you to me for a people. And I will be to you a God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you in unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it to you for a heritage or an inheritance. I am Jehovah. I am the Lord. So, so here's the better place like I started. So the Israelites were looking for a better place. Out from Egypt into Canaan. Now, if you look from the time that's said until it's fulfilled, there's a process. Nobody likes the process. <laughs> Everybody wants a wham, it's done. But if I but if I look at it and I start looking at what the Lord did, and we, we dealt with this a few weeks ago, they had, before they came out, they had to enter into the stained door, the blood-stained door. They couldn't come out any other way. So they didn't come out of Egypt any other way. The lamb had to be slain. The Israelites had to enter into the door. They had to eat the lamb and come out in the light of a new day. Now, as they came out in the light of the new day, it is to me, it's just like our born again salvation. We're coming out in the in the newness of Christ, but in our hearts and our minds, we're still hungry for Egypt. I don't know if anybody else besides me's ever experienced that. And I'm kidding because I know we all have. We're still wanting to go back and eat some garlic and onions. We're still wanting to eat the Egyptian food and dine there. Okay, because we we've received the Lord, but we have to come through the Red Sea and walk through the wilderness. Now we don't want to walk through the wilderness, <laughs> but because there's some dying that goes on there in the wilderness, right? There's some there's some things that fall away. And, and so you see this process that Israel had to go through the Red Sea. They couldn't go another way. Why? Because the Spirit of God led them. Do you realize that? We, we, read the, we read in Romans, they that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God, right? Now, if you go back in the Old Covenant, the Spirit of God led Israel out of Egypt. They just didn't come out. They were led. Go to Exodus 13. Exodus 13. And look at 21. It says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. 
So they couldn't go their way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So they didn't have the light. So the Lord has to lead them the way, and the Lord has to give them the light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So, so the Spirit, or God, led Israel out into the land, into the place that he had chosen. Now, Jesus comes on the scene, and one of the scriptures, we, re, we all know this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so, so when you when you come into the way, you, you know you begin to see he's the way. He's the only way. He's the he's the highway. He's the road, the 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 way of salvation. Everything along the way is him. Right? He's the way. So the Spirit's going to lead you into the way, and the way is him. Now, as you're out there, you could say you could say it this way. I'm going to say it this way tonight. I might not be perfectly correct, but I'm going to I'm going to use a little uh, saying here. All right, when you come in through the wilderness, you may think a lot of things are the truth. Okay, <laughs> so so what you get confronted with is the truth. Think about it. We we come to the Lord. We come to the way, we receive the Lord, we come into the way of God, and he confronts us, he confronts them in the wilderness with the word of God. You realize that? That at Mount Sinai, God confronts the Israelite with the word, doesn't he? He gives them the word. So they come to the truth, the word. Well, in, in the covenant we're in, the truth is a person. So we begin to see the truth is Christ himself, that the truth of all things is him. For example, in the old, old covenant, we had and a lot of Christians walk in this understanding that they go into a building, and that building's the temple of God. And they'll talk about, like, like people will say, welcome to the house of the Lord, or it's good to be in the house of the Lord. And 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 in their understanding, the house of the Lord is the building they walk into, and they walk into it, and they walk out of it on Sunday morning or Sunday night or whatever night they go in. But as you get confronted with the truth, who is Christ, you begin to see the house of God is, is really a people that's built up in the knowledge of him, that God is dwelling in. And you only see that in the truth. You don't see that anywhere else. You can come to a teaching of it, but you can't really see it till you see the truth. And so the truth starts, I believe, a process there in the wilderness of getting rid, just like just like the burial does away with the with the old man. The truth starts getting rid of it. It starts getting rid of our thoughts of what we believe, of what we perceive of God. That's what the truth does. Why does, he, why does he say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life? Because you have to come into the way. You have to come to know 
know the truth, and then you you come to experience the lie. And you and to me, you can see the three day journey that God is speaking to Moses when he tells him he's going to take him on a three-day journey to worship him. Because to worship him, when we, when we come to Jesus, they that worship are going to worship in what? Spirit and truth. And we come to know that the spirit is life. Right? Absolutely. We come to know that. That that of the spirit is life, and 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 all of it is 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 centered into one person who is Christ. But it's a corporate people that is that is built up in the knowledge of one, just like we were dealing with the preeminence. So we come to the truth of Him, and it begins to dispel everything else we thought we knew. I've had things I believed that I began to see and experience the truth that I don't believe anymore. Now, did I quit believing in Jesus? No. The truth just overwhelmed me, I could say, or, or brought clarification to what I believed. It didn't, it didn't change that I believed in Jesus, but it brought clarification of him into my heart, of what he was saying. The truth did that. Now, the life of that is what we're all after to live in. That's what every one of us that gathers together is after, is to live in the goodness of him. Because that's what he's given us, is the goodness of him. But, but I believe we all have to, so to speak, have the Red Sea experience. And what, what people try to do is, is eliminate these things and just come over into Canaan. And I, and I want to say to them, you know, honey, even when they were born in Canaan, the people that were born in Canaan, God still set up the tabernacle or the temple, the tabernacle first and then the temp temple, and there was still that fire, that brazen altar. Okay, we're still there. They still had to enter the door. Now, they didn't enter the same door that the people before that had come out of e Egypt entered, but they had to enter in the door. Why? Because, because really where Egypt was at was in themselves. Really where the wilderness is at is in yourself. Now, we don't like to say that, but that's the truth. We're, if you're not in Christ, what are you but a wilderness? Right? You, you're, not, you're not necessarily going to bring up the fruit of God if you're not in Christ, are you? No. Well, then what kind of fruit are you bringing? Wild fruit. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave that alone. So, so there's so there's this working of God. You, you know, even, even when John sees the Lord in the book of Revelation, what how does he see him? He sees him with feet as fire. Why why feet it why why as 
brazen feet? Why are they as burnished brass? Why are they as, as I could say, uh, that brazen fire? Why are they like that? Because you have to come through that altar. That altar has to be worked in our hearts because it's part of him. So even, even in the heavenlies, this altar that's all the way through your Bible has to be worked in our hearts. Because at this altar, he died for our sins, yes. And many Christians understand that. They believe that Jesus died for me. I, and that's a glorious understanding. Sometimes I think we, we miss how glorious it is. He died for me. He forgave my sins. But as we know the truth, like I was saying, we come to an understanding that he, only, he not only died for my sins, but he died as me. Then we come to the life of that, that we're living in that that's him. Notice, notice what I said here. You come to an understanding of your forgiven of sins. Then you, then you come to the truth of that. He not only forgave your sins, but he died as you. And you come to the life of him. And what you're living in is that that's him. That's way, truth, and life. If we can hear that, right? So the way, the truth, and the life. So, so we're actually living in that of him. Because we're dead to the world. And how do we know we're dead to the world? By the truth. Well, Paul begins to declare it to the church, but do you think they knew that? No. No, you're not. Don't you understand? So that declaration is made. The voice of God was coming out of Paul saying, don't you understand when he died that all were made dead with him? That all been baptized into his death, not into a Red Sea where it's just dead Egyptians, but you've died to the old man, right? So you've died to that man. But what you're after is the life of him but to come into the life of him i believe this whole thing has to operate so there's an operation of god that that is length that is length depth breadth and height that comes in and really takes the to, total totalness of him and works in our heart now now, you and I know these scriptures. You and I have shared these scriptures. These are not new scriptures we're talking about tonight. We've shared them on Zoom. But the presentation of them in, in the understanding of Christ may be a little clearer than it has been. I hope that's the case. That we see this clarity of the Lord that is our life. The way, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, to me, that has, a, and I've said what I'm getting ready to say before, that has a very basic elementary understanding. I can't come to God unless I come to Jesus. That's the basic truth. And you and I can share that with anybody. And sometimes we may not share the basic truth anymore. We may have forgotten how to share it because we're, we're up here. 
we say we are. Okay. But that basic truth can be shared with anyone. You can't come to God but through Jesus. Now, in that statement, to me, is, is a very powerful statement. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father. Or I could say it this way. No man cometh unto what the Father is, but by me. Okay? And that's, and that's what I see back there in, in Exodus. They're starting a, a journey in Egypt. So their heart and mind is, you know, they're Israelites. They're the seed of God. God declared they're my son. They're my seed. So they're, they're, so, so God makes a declaration, but their heart and minds are not living as I'm a seed, as I'm a son of God, or I'm the seed of God. They're living like they're Egyptian slaves. They're slaves to that of Egypt. And they have to come through the Red Sea. And they have to go to Mount Sinai. And they have to follow the cloud wherever he goes. And they can't go where the cloud doesn't go, right? Because the Spirit of the Lord is leading them to the place of their inheritance. And, and I believe that's, that's the truth that's in Christ. The Spirit of the Lord is taking that, and we've shared this uh, uh, so many times here, the Spirit of the Lord, as John, John writes in John 16, is taking that of Christ and showing it to us why that we know that of God. Because without seeing him, we don't know that of God. And without seeing and knowing him, we don't express or become an expression of what is God. Why? Because their hearts are filled with garlic and onions. <laughs> and the truth is, if you could say it this way, rids us of it. Now, when they receive the word at Sinai, do they quit? Do, do they receive it one day and quit eating that word? No. That word that they receive at Sinai, the law, right? it becomes part of their daily life, becomes the life of the seed. Do you realize that? The word they're receiving becomes their life. Now, all that's in type and shadow. We're not in type and shadow. So the word that we're receiving, the word of Christ we receive by the Spirit becomes our life. Now, I believe it becomes our life. Why? Because I believe God is who's working it. I'm not working it. I can't, I don't have the power to work it, but the Spirit is working mightily in us, and we're working out of what He's doing. Okay? So He's working this within us. So this life-giving Spirit is unfolding His Word which to me is the reflection of himself, his divine word, who is Christ. Christ is the divine word of God. That's what John says he is. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So the word comes into expression in the earth, and the word of God becomes a man. We've talked about it in, in this seed dies, is, was, is, is declared to Israel, 
gospel. Before he goes to the cross and dies, he's, he's anointed of the Spirit and declared to be the Christ. He's revealed to all of Israel at John's baptism. All of Israel was coming out to John's baptism. All of Judah. So they're all coming out there. And here comes Jesus down into the mist, and he's declared. And then, and then he's, he's declared of John the prophet. Then he's manifestly declared to be the one because he manifests the lie. Because no one before him ever manifested the lie. So he not only is declared by the prophet, he manifestly declares. I work and the Father works hither too. Now, those weren't words that Jesus said because he would walk around and he would raise the dead and heal the sick and do everything he did. So, so he, he then he comes into death, burial, and is buried and raises out from it. And you and I, by the work of the Spirit, are baptized into him. And when we begin to see that, it's so glorious because we're immersed in what and who he is. So we begin to see we're baptized into his death. We're put under, so to speak, by the Spirit of God and buried with. And, and again, I, this is me, and, and I'm telling you, to, to believe this because I'm saying it, but I see that house that the Israelites went into like a tomb because they took the lamb that they slayed and they carried it into the house and they came into the house and they ate the lamb. So they entered, to me, they entered into the tomb with the lamb waiting on the new day in preparation for the appearing of the Lord. Okay. And, and so they come out, and now they're led by the Spirit of God. But like I said in the beginning, they didn't come out and just, just in total jubilation, <laughs> did they? Now, I'm sure they, they were just like, uh, like you see Christians. They were up one day, up on the mountain one day, and down in the valley the next. And they, and they probably were singing songs about the the heights of heaven and the and the lows of the valley <laughs> but god was bringing them to the place that he dwelled and see see the place god dwells doesn't have that up and down like brother jimmy says it's a realm of constancy god's the same yesterday today and forever so there's a place of god that's beyond up and down it's a place of his divine life that's the place that Christ is. That's what I'm telling you. And when you see this scripture in, in Exodus, I read, you will bring them, plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place you made for your dwelling. The place you made for your dwelling. Well, when I go into Revelations 1 and I see the description of, of Jesus. Now, some people say, well, that's not Jesus. Well, I believe it is. I believe it's Christ in the church. Now, that's me. But, and I want, 
I'm not here to debate that with you, but that's what I believe. so, So that's how he makes the place. Eyes as a flame of fire. Hair white as wool. You have to come to the wisdom of him. You have to come to the knowledge of him. You have to come to the understanding of him to dwell in the place. And, and and he progressively moves us to it. I don't I don't think God quits moving us there. This is a a progressive work of the Lord, just like it was progressing in Israel from the time he called on you, you know from the time he spoke to Abraham, really until Solomon is sitting there and everything is at rest and peace. And the glory of God, so to speak, is just flowing through Israel. The wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Lord, to me, that's what Solomon represents. And Israel is living in it. The seed is living in it, the whole seed. Now, they all didn't have that same capacity of understanding, but the seed is living in what Solomon is. They're not all Solomon. But the rest is going out to Israel. See, see, that's what we have in Christ, is what he is, is, is being ministered in us by the Spirit of God. The, the cloud is leading us into the fullness of Christ, the place that God dwells. Here is my son in whom I am well pleased. That's the place he dwells. Jesus unfolds the Father. How he is, who he is, what he's like. And it comes through the revelation of Jesus Christ. I don't know how God is until I come. To know him. And it starts, you know, like I said, and with with the simplicity of the forgiveness of sins. And you begin this, this journey. And again, I'm going to compare it to the Israelite coming into that house in the light of the new day. You you come to the Lord in in in, in Egypt, your sins are passed away. But it doesn't take too long, it seems like, till you're out here walking in the wilderness and those things that have gone away. You know, you had that glorious encounter of God in the new birth, and then those things that have gone away, they're right there plaguing you. I'm just telling you, I I believe we've all experienced that because, because he has to be worked into us and we have to come as paul says and reckon ourselves we have to begin you know you you know there in romans and i'm I'm gonna come to an end in a minute but in the king james there's i think there's three times in romans six he deals with no and knowing there between verse three to about 11 or 12 and they're three different words and I, and I looked them up a long time ago, and you can go look them up. 
And one of them is a knowing that's like information. It's being made known, being declared, it's being said. And I believe Apostle Paul made it known, you, you're dead with him. And then you come into a, a knowing, knowing the old man is dead, and that knowing is a different knowing because it's dealing with an intimate relationship like Mary when she hadn't known a man. I've never known a man. I've never been intimate. So you come into this intimacy, and then there's a knowing that comes into an understanding. Or the 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 third one is it's it's now in my heart, my understanding, my knowledge that I'm living in. So 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 there's a knowing that's information, and we and we get this information from the Lord, right? So he brings an information to us, and he tells us, just like he told Israel, you're my son. <laughs> but they had to come to this knowing of the I am. He, they had to walk with the I am into Canaan. They couldn't get there, so they had to come to this knowing of the Lord, and they did that in this journey. Now, I know, I know some of them died in the wilderness, and those of faith entered therein, but if you see the whole picture they come through a walk with God. And in that walk with God, there's an entering into that that he's, he is. It's a, it's a walk with God and a, and a submission to who he is, a desire to know who he is. And he works that in us. And he works that in us by the revealing of Jesus Christ. He reveals his son, his place of dwelling in our heart until we're like Jimmy is, was preaching the other night. We're living in Zion. I know we've come to Mount Zion, but we're actually dwelling in this relationship with the Lord. We're understanding that that Christ has done, and we're dwelling in it living in it, communicating it in earth, manifest because we're sons of God, and he's revealing his son in us that we would live by him. Well, I'll stop here tonight, and Lord willing, we'll probably proceed with this next week. God bless you. I'll end the recording, and Brother Mark, you can uh, go from there. All right, Brother Wayne. I